George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Troy McDade, Ahmaud Arbery. We want to dedicate this episode to and take a moment of silence for those who have been taken too soon because of race-based violence and police brutality and whose lives are further fuel for our collective call to action. This is a time of grief, anger, and frustration, but also unity, love, and hopefulness. This week and so many weeks have been hard. We see your pain and your strength. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ann and Una. And you're listening to Engage, the podcast. the podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things wedding planning and healthy relationships. As per usual, it's your boy, Ayo Ant. And it's Una. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, me, y'all. Yeah, so, uh, fun fact, also, I'm back on Instagram, which is a... Uh, it is rare. actually a really fun fact, and um, if you have been uh, privy to viewing it yourself, you know that it is a vibe. That's what I was going for. Um my vibe so <laughs> i'm glad that You're the vibe succeeding. is felt yeah um so it's actually the same instagram name as i had before aon which is i'm glad that the brand is remaining consistent yeah no one um, can take your place babe Good but job. uh but yeah so i just want to you know throw that out there um but also have even more exciting news um i know initially we were saying that uh we were only going to drop episodes bi-weekly um but we actually have like a surplus of content um and 34 days yeah from our wedding and so we're like you know what let's just drop uh let's drop some weekly some weekly fire um and so throughout the month of june um you will have weekly episodes um from us as we approach um our wedding day a proverbial drum roll if you will oh wow yeah look at you I got the I got the vocab. Yeah. A, per, a proverbial drum roll. <laughs> it's exciting though. Like time is happening. It is moving quickly. Um, and as you know, if you've been along for this ride with us, we appreciate you for being here. And you know that we have gone through many iterations of what um, our wedding plans look like. Um, we've had many conversations leading up to it with many people. But we are really excited this week um, and truly blessed to be able to talk with um, two couples that are going through similar experiences, planning their weddings um, that will be taking place this summer um, during the coronavirus and, and, you know, figuring out those shifts and those challenges. Um, And so we're really excited to not only be talking to um, Brian Mack and his fiance Lex Mason, and Brian Mack, as you all may know, is our officiant and will continue to be our officiant even though we, our plans have had to change. And we are also joined by our friends Alicia and Glenn. Um, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and get into it and learn a little bit more about how each of these beautiful couples met. 
So when I um when I think about how we met, it's crazy. It's like you have to be in the right place. It sounds so cliche, like right place at the right time. Like we had been at the same church since 2014, but we never really um like frequented the same friend groups, uh, weren't really in the same circles unless it was a large event. And so we stumbled across each other and met on the fourth of July, like twenty eighteen, as yeah. somebody's like um little fourth of july event and we met we played like mafia in the basement and i think that was like the first time we connected like we knew of each other and knew we existed but we never really connected and talked and um i think we connected on social media shortly after tried to like schedule a run there was a run group with our church but it never really happened because the school year was starting back up and he's a football coach and so we all we both kind of go into our separate holes until around thanksgiving time and so Thanksgiving, a little right before Thanksgiving, I think we emerged and he was serving at church outside and I'm walking out and he, we really hadn't seen each other since the summer. And he's like, yo, Leash. And nobody calls me Leash. Like y'all know me as BBJ, like, or Alicia, like, or MK, like not Leash. Like, yo, who is this guy? And it was like, yo, we never got up for a run. Like, I think we exchanged numbers at that point. And then after that, like, our circle just kept getting smaller and smaller. Like we would just keep running into each other at like very intimate events. And it was just so weird. Like I haven't seen you all this time and now I keep seeing you. I was like, oh, this dude's like kind of cool. Um, and we officially started dating New Year's Eve of that year. Yeah, so it, it happened really fast. I mean, I think, I think the, the duration of time that we just were even quote unquote talking or just like texting back and forth or talking on the phone. It was only like four weeks. Yeah, it was really short. It was real short. Yeah. It was real short. Um, and I just remember asking people like within our community, like, you know, hey, what y'all what, what can y'all tell me about the girl leash? Like like what's what's up with her? You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. And um they had nothing but great things to say about her. Um and so I was like, man, like, like I want to pursue this woman, you know, and I know it's kind of quick, but you know, um, I I don't I don't care, you know what I'm saying? So, so uh, so yeah, and that's that's how it all started. Yeah. That's what's up. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> when you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. When you know, you know. <laughs> that's how I feel. Like that transition is kind of nicely with uh <laughs> to to Lex and B Max. I feel like Lex had a a very strong inclination that Brian was was. <laughs> Say more. Uh, yeah, so we met, um, the first time we actually met was the second day of freshman orientation at UW. Um, we were both signing up for a first year interest group and we were like just standing in line and his voice like was very loud and so I just turned around like who is that like and I couldn't really place like where he was from because his like his the twang in his voice, I was just like, I really don't know like where this man <laughs> is from. And so I asked him, I was like, Where are you from? And he was like, I'm from LA. Um, <laughs> and I was 
like, I was mm. like, what are you doing here? Like, how, how do you go from, you know, I had never been to California at that point. So I was like, you know, what brings you here? And he was telling me about the, his scholarship program, Posse. And that was literally the end of the conversation. I think I, my mom had lost her car keys that day. So I actually was in a really bad mood because I was like, how am I about to get all the way back to Milwaukee? My mom lost her car keys. She was having hot flashes. You know, she was just starting menopause. But that's off topic. But it was just a hectic day. <laughs> um, and we would see each other around um, UW and like we have, you know, friend, like I lived in Aug, he, that was the same dorm. We, like I lived in a dorm and he had like close friends that lived in the same dorm. So we see each other around a lot, but never really had in-depth conversations or anything until um, the summer before our sophomore year where we were both uh, camp counselors for the people program. And it was just like, his personality I was really drawn to like he was so funny uh, he was so unapologetically himself like he would just come down for breakfast like in his do-rag and like these like Debo slippers and socks and I was just like he just did not care <laughs> about nothing I just felt like um I was just like you know myself with him like I really wasn't trying to like date him at first it really was just like he's someone cool to talk to make me laugh um what about you yeah that's what it was i mean we literally had an entire year where we did meet our first day or second day being at uw but never were in the same circles um didn't really know about each other knew of each other just because the black community is small at uw but um yeah i think that's what it was we, we had a friendship and i think it was like securely a friendship yeah. for a minute you know it wasn't like no month of, you know, we'd be in the summer counselor working together and then all of a sudden we dating. We was f friends for like six months and let Lex tell it, we was, it was friend zoned for six months. Yeah, I was <laughs> so, definitely friend zoned yeah. for six months. Like, yeah. I feel like I knew, like towards the end of the program, I knew I liked him as more than a friend because it was like, one of my friends was like, oh, is that your boyfriend? And I was like, no. And she yeah. was like, oh, are y'all like best friends? And I was like, no, I just like started yeah. <laughs> talking to him. It was definitely one of those situations like y'all together all the time. Like what's the, what's the hold up? And it, it literally took her about to leave the country for me to be like, all right, fam, <laughs> stop messing around. Let me, let me secure this and make this exclusive. So yeah, I was definitely the, the pursuer though. <laughs> like, he told me on two different occasions that like, he just wanted to stay friends and I was just like your actions are not consistent with that <laughs> he was like I want to be friends but then he'd be like making me dinner and we'd be like cuddling and watching movies or he'd like kiss me or something and I'm like I don't know about you but like I don't be kissing all my friends <laughs> so yeah and now we're here both of y'all both couples all three of us engaged out here yeah um, speaking of how long has everybody been engaged because no, we're we're all obviously we're in this conversation because we're getting close to the end of this. Like, well, we got engaged on the exact same day. We got engaged oh, October twelfth. Yeah. Wow. We did. Yeah. It's so funny. A coworker of mine and another couple at our church also got engaged on October twelfth. Yeah. Love is in the air. Yeah. Around yeah. the world. Around there you the go. World. Yeah, we've been engaged since September twenty eighteen. Mm -hmm. mm. So. You know, we're all getting, y'all are getting like towards the end of a year of engagement. And I don't think any of us expected to be where we are right now with all this 
pandemic nonsense. So how do you all think that COVID has impacted your planning process? How has that changed over the last few months? Yeah, I think for us, it put it put it at, at like a halt. Cause like for us, man, the transition was so smooth. It was smooth. Like I was like, who complains about wedding planning? Like yeah. this is one and done. We're about to write blogs like how to plan a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's you know like like you know nine months, so we'll be engaged in totality. So I mean, it was so smooth, and then COVID comes, and it's just like boom. Hold up, wait a second. And so it kind of just put things on pause. Um, but also I think it's kind of, it kind of has revealed for the both of us what's actually most important, you know? Um, what's most important like on that, on that day, you know? So it, it's, it definitely has taken us to, uh, a turn that we didn't expect, but a turn that uh, we're actually, as we're going to look back on it now, that we're actually, we can actually enjoy. Yeah, it's crazy because in the beginning of our wedding process, we tried to sit down and we were like, what are things like at the core, like what matters to you, right? And so we were saying community, like we're big people, people, like how can we afford for a thousand of our friends? Like our engagement was so huge in public and we shared it online. And so we wanted that same experience and our entire relationship has just been so public. Like people have been pouring into us, like very open about where we are. And so we wanted our wedding to be the same way. And so, like, at the core, we said community. And I think throughout the process, it gets filled up with this fluff. Like, what are you going to look like? What is this song going to be? All of these things. And I think COVID really broke all and took all that away. And it's like the community can still be there, but we have to get very creative about how we include them in our day. Um, So it's been, like, yo, legit before the Lord, like, help Help remove the things that are distractions. Like at the core, we love you and want to honor you. And we want people to be able to witness that. And I think that that can, that can still happen. It's still going to happen. Corona ain't going to stop no love. Like we won't got time. <laughs> no time at all. And uh, them deposits ain't going nowhere either. What are we going to do about all that? <laughs> Bro, let's not even. Story. <laughs> um, I'd say for us, the beginning of our planning was not as seamless as it was for Alicia and Lynn because we were engaged and then literally a week later we started planning. And I think we probably should have came together and created like, you know, some high level list of what we want the wedding to be. And I think our biggest pain point initially in planning was how many people we wanted there. Like Lex, wanted a very intimate wedding and for me i was like it's unrealistic like my <laughs> my family alone gonna be 100 people so like I, I don't know where where we gonna make these cuts from but that was the biggest hold up for us um and i, and I think as gradually we got closer to okay now we six seven months out like this attendance count has to be solidified i think we kind of came to the consensus that um like family is important so Instead of it being a smaller wedding, we were comfortable with inviting more people. And then naturally by attrition, the people that needed to be there would travel and come. So um, like I got a lot of family in Ohio, a lot of family in California. All of her family is in Wisconsin. So I think the majority of her family will be able to make it. I would love for all of my family to get here for the wedding. And I think for us, we just kind of had to understand like everybody on my side is not even going to be able to come. So that was the the biggest 
thing of our um, planning that we've kind of butt heads on. But beyond that, I think um, we kind of tackled everything on our to-do list in a very quick period. I think at like month four or five, we were like, what else is there to do? Like we accomplished everything that we wanted to do. And, you know, like this whole COVID thing has been pretty much like us tying up the loose ends of our wedding planning. Like now she can focus on like, what does she want her playlist to look like for the bridesmaids and her mom as they walk down the aisle? And um, what is the core going to look like? Like the smaller stuff. But the big stuff, we had it done way well before COVID. Like, I, I feel like we had, yeah, we didn't have anything that was, like, really a, a looming concern for us. Yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah. And I think with us, like, I mean, we've talked about this, too, like, on, a, on the podcast and whatever. But, like, it just felt like a very, like, paralyzing feeling. Um, and I think it was the abroad nature of it, too, that really just, like, um, made things a lot made things more heightened I guess um because it just felt like we especially after being engaged to for like almost two years like it just felt like we were planning all this time and I feel like our engagement was long less because like we wanted it to be long and more so just like we didn't have the bread and like mm, that's not true for, I never want to get married <laughs> <laughs> for sure um but like I think it, it like that was just like a really paralyzing thing just like COVID kind of just like shut down all of our stuff yeah, I think like for months we were as as stuff was like starting to come out and things we started to get locked down. It was like, okay, so if Italy will happen, if Italy ha will happen, and it was like we stopped planning for Italy while also not planning for anything else, and like just started getting back into the swing of like, no, this is still happening. Like it is very close. Like we need to get going. And we, yeah, I would, I would agree. It felt like paralyzing. Like we couldn't, we didn't know how to move forward because we didn't know where we would be. And it felt like it was not worth our time in the moment because there's just too much else going on, so. And so with, with both of y'all uh, mentioning kind of like family or just like being community people and like really just wanting the presence of like folks who love y'all to like be there, um, in larger numbers, because I've talked to both of y'all, and it seems like, I mean, it was going to be bigger than ours, whether it was um, what we're doing now or in Italy or even our original Wisconsin wedding. Um, how, how have conversations with, like, family members or, like, community members been um, when, like, talking to them about, like, hey, like, like, we're still having a wedding, but, like, I don't know if y'all going to slide, I don't know if it's safe, or, like, you know, that whole, yeah. like, how have you balanced that? Um, I think for us it's hard because people will tell you, like all that matters is YouTube, which is very true. But like now with Corona, it's like, actually we have to think about other people. Like we have to think about the immunocompromised. Like one of my bridesmaids won't even be able to be there anymore because of the virus and um, she's also pregnant and it's very risky. So I think like community has impacted us more than we originally would have considered them. Like, I think we were making decisions based, oh, we want to go through with this this way because this is what we want is our day. But actually, like, yeah. to have the weight of, you know, God forbid somebody gets sick coming out to celebrate us, like, that would be crazy. So I think um, that part has been hard. But in terms of, like, because people will give you some unsolicited advice. Like, in terms of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so the advice, <laughs> I think, because, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you're, when you're watching, when you, when you have a fan watching a game, 
and that player messes up. And it's so easy for the fan to say, oh, they should have did this or they should have did that, right? Well, it's very easy. You're actually not even playing in the game. Like, you're just watching from the TV screen. You already had your moment. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I think um, advice, we've had to be careful on the way we filter the advice, um, seek godly counsel, um, you know, and constantly pray. I mean, we pray, fasted, you know, and continue to just ask uh, godly counsel, like, what, what do you think we should do? You know, um, and then just filter that advice, have the conversation with each other. And it's more, it's more than one conversation. Like we had to keep circling back over and over and over again, you know, um, and then finally, we're finally coming down to a conclusion that we both agree on. So it's been, um, it's been tough, but I think it's actually grown us as well throughout the process too, just even in our, in our relationship with one another too. It's like, dang, you want to honor, you want to honor your parents and you want to honor these close people who like have, who have opinions, but it's also like, nah, fam, <laughs> like, are we just going, we're going to weigh what you say and like discuss together because everybody has something to say. And now everybody has a different fear about Corona, a, a, an idea about what you should be doing. And it's like, actually though, like chew the meat and spit out the bone. Like there's some good in what you're saying, but like not, not everything is for us. And so a lot of it is like, here's what we know. Here's what you've shared. Let's hand this over to the Lord because everything you're telling us to do, it won't necessarily work for us. Yeah. The unsolicited advice is a, a killer. Like pre-COVID, during COVID, like people just need to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Who got advice? Yeah, I think on our end um our pastor actually just had a really good word this past sunday about like in time in your biggest times of doubt or um trial like how you have to surround your people with with faith greater than yours and i feel like i've seen that a lot in our families because um in our you know friend groups we it's been you know more um skeptical and like fearful but our families have like never even really ever asked like okay what are we they've never spoken in a way where it's like it's not happening it's always been like it's gonna happen we'll make you know adjustments as needed but they never are kind of like plaguing us with like extra stress about the pandemic that's going on um and it's surprising because my mom is such a panicker but she hasn't like switched up um a bit or even my dad with like the deposits that have been made and i think that's helped a lot um it is farther out. So, you know, we've just been trying to remain in faith. Like, you know, we may not get the day that we originally planned, but it really helps us sort and sift through um, what it still is, like getting back to the root of what this day symbolizes for us and, and how it is just the culmination of so many years and um, of, of work and love and um, just amazing things. So it's like, we've we've been in faith that we're still going to get the day if we adjusted but um i think our families have been in like great support of of not trying to bog us down with with extra stress and also i think as far as like our friends you know that are obviously you know more um in the news and skeptical and pessimistic we've just had to kind of like turn that down because it like um alicia and glenn were saying like it's really easy from the outside to you know just look at like oh well what i would do you know and they they haven't even stepped up to bat you know um because this is a day that we're gonna 
look back on, you know, 20 years from now. So you don't want to move so rashly where you're like, just cancel the whole thing, you know, because who knows what 2021 is going to look like. Or, um, you know, you just, you just don't want to live in the unknown. So while we will be, you know, taking certain precautions and we know there'll be points that'll be hard, such as like, you know, um, if we'll even, you know, be able to have elderly people there. I know on my dad's side of the family, there won't be any elderly people. And on my mom's side, we're still trying to kind of figure that out if it would be reasonable for my grandpa to be present. But we've really been leaning into that. Like, you got to just be talking to people that have more faith than you, like people that can really reassure you what the day is about. And um, it's not punishment. You know, everyone is being impacted by this sickness in some kind of way. Yeah, I mean, I... I just think it's a matter of tuning out noise. You know, it's, it's going to be a lot of opinion, a lot of perspective that has no real insight to what you're thinking about right now. Like, what are your real problems? Um, what's your priority at this point as it comes to planning a wedding? Um, so I think for, for me, I'm always the person that, like, I don't care what nobody says. If I ain't hear from God, it, it, it's null and void for me. So for her, like, she's, been fasting for like the last two weeks from social media and i feel like even with conversations she's had with her bridesmaids it's just like yeah this is still happening until we have a a confirmation or some type of state ordinance that we got to change things and you know we even had conversations with ourselves like when we had to start thinking about family members that couldn't make it i'm a person that takes everything with a grain of salt so you know i talked to my grandma she was like brian i honestly don't know um you know, if we're going to be able to travel for, for y'all with everything going on. And I'm like, dang, that's, that's tough. I was expecting that to be like a no brainer, but it's not for a lot of people because of, you know, health at this point is a, is a bigger um, concern. So um, then it just made me start thinking of alternatives. Like, okay. I still want y'all to be a part of it somehow. So, you know, how can we accommodate y'all even if traveling isn't a possibility and, the same thing for her with her grandfather who is in the city, but, you know, has other um, health concerns that kind of trump, you know, being physically there that day. So, you know, it's, it's just, I think it's made us more creative, if anything. It's just like, how can you think about bringing in your loved ones um, without them necessarily having to, to sacrifice on their end? So, um, yeah, I think, I think that's the biggest impact it's had. Yeah, that's tough. Like the whole uh, grandparent situation. So like, yeah. like I think more so from my side, because yeah. like when his grandparents are just like, oh, like I don't think it was even a plan for them to come even when we were like, doing things as normal. Um, but like my mom and then my three aunts take care of my grandma, like collectively. Um, she had an aneurysm like, what that, four, maybe like four or five years ago at this point. Yeah. Um, and so like they couldn't understand they're like, hey, this is a momentous occasion. Like, I'm so happy that it's going to be in Wisconsin now. Like, um, you know, hope that you're including your grandparents in the count. And I was like, nah, like, that's, that's not the plan. Um, like, like, my grandma can't make it out the house by herself, let alone, like, just be, like, travel to Madison, back to, uh, back to Milwaukee, and just, like, maneuver, like, by herself. Um, and then my granddad, while he's, like, functioning and, like, is still out here, like, he's older too right and so that's been a whole conversation because then my aunts are like oh well like if they can't come um who's gonna watch them that means we can't come and i'm just like like, you have people that can watch that can watch and like help out and like 
I don't know. That's been like a struggle still, because um, like they have to give me a decision by middle of June, whether yeah. like what's gonna happen. So yeah, I think balancing like your your desire to have all these people who you love and who have been supporting you this whole time celebrate with you, while also having to balance like their safety, especially when like they might not be as attuned to like the risk that they are at has been really hard to just be like, to have to say like, no, they can't come is like so hard. But I know that we would feel devastated and heartbroken if anything terrible were to happen um, because of like us. And so like balancing that has been, an, yeah, it's been really hard. Yeah. We were actually just talking about that with my dad because we were talking about my grandpa and I was saying like, yeah, like I don't know if that's, you know, gonna be feasible. My dad was like, this day means more to people than just you like it's a big day not for just you and I know like out of my like cousins I'd be the first one getting married of the grandkids um and my grandpa's like 84 um and and you know he's been he's always been to everything of mine he's always he's been calling me a superstar since I was like four um so it's very odd to think about him not being um present for such a big occasion but like Una said like you you don't want to make it feel like a sacrifice of love like oh I'm coming and I'm you know risking you possibly risking years on this earth to to see you um walk down the aisle and even then like how y'all had to like make the decision for people because I feel like if I was like grandpa do you want to come to this wedding do you want to stay home he probably be like yeah I still want to come like what <laughs> like no question but then it's like we have to think like okay you may not realize but like I don't think that would be best for you so like I said it's still some ways out but yeah definitely having to think about other safety more than they may be thinking about it themselves yeah that's for real for my side of the family at least my mom's side like I think I was telling you Anthony like there hasn't been a wedding since 1961 so like this is a big thing for everybody like everybody's just trying to get their wedding on like this is the thing but it's hard when you have a plan and you've never seen it done in another way like what we're doing has never been done like literally trailblazing what it looks like to have weddings from who knows from here on out maybe so it's like I think for us too it's like how can we tell you you can't be a part of this but how can we also provide you with like an alternative right like you maybe can't be there in this way but you can still tune into a live stream or you can still like you know, download this playlist and party with us. Or like, you can still in some way like connect with us. I think we just have to be creative because even for us, like you hold on to plans and ideas with such like tight fists. And to, it's it's heavy thinking work to even think of like, what does this look like in another, I can't imagine a wedding that doesn't include this, but actually you're gonna have to because (laughs) we have no other option. That's so real. I think that's a great transition too to just thinking about what those conversations between each of you looked like to have to try to reimagine what this what this was supposed to be in the sense of celebrating your love and celebrating your marriage while also like having to completely shift or even just like having people who aren't gonna be there who you wanted to be. So like what were those conversations like and what were like hard things to wrap your mind around or um yeah like work through together in having to either change or shift plans man i'll say for us personally we were almost 
I, I don't want to say um, reactive to anything, but there were couples that were impacted by everything going on. So one, you and aunt, um, you are having to scale down the wedding, not going to Italy anymore to have it in Madison. Um, same thing with another um, friend of her family. We were playing for her wedding, who is like a week after us. They sent us a text message like, yeah, we're not, we're canceling it completely. Um, and, and I think that's kind of what got us reeling on worst case scenario. Like what's going to happen? What do we have to change? Are we canceling anything? If so, why would we cancel it? Um, and, and we had a few conversations on, you know, if we had to scale down the number, that's okay. Like we already have more than enough space for the people we thought would come anyway, right? Our wedding probably wasn't going to hit a 200 number figure, but we had that much space that it could seat that many people. Um, but I think naturally we kind of came to the realization that like it, it will be smaller than what we were originally expecting, which is okay. I think some people have to make the decision who are our family and friends for themselves if they want to be there. Um, and there's no love lost on our end if you choose not to come to the wedding, right? Like I know there are still people and family that support us. That's fine to do it from a distance. Like this past three months has been social distancing. So if, if people, um, you know, by the time August come are, are still protecting themselves and thinking about that, that's okay with us. And we've had that conversation um the 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 biggest conversation literally was just loved ones like as i mentioned earlier lex wanted the ceremony to be intimate then that started like all of covid started to kind of threaten like even the intimate element of it like now my my grandparents cannot come here and um the elders and my dad side the family can't come here so it it that was the hard part um and that was just like a couple of weeks ago. So I don't even <laughs> really know if we've, we have the resolve we want on that yet. Um, but, but I think as she said, like that date is not going anywhere. So even if we, if it has to be smaller, we're okay with that. It's just a matter of accommodating them to, to, so they can still feel like they, they had a part in it. And it's like, so the day doesn't feel slapped together. <laughs> like you, you still wanted to actually feel like a wedding you want you don't want to I don't want to look back five years from now yeah like it was just so much going on that we just kind of settled for this like I still wanted to feel the love I still wanted to be beautiful I wanted to be intimate I wanted to be celebratory um and I think there's ways to keep all those elements with you know whatever um the situation is in the country a few months from now but yeah you just don't you don't want it to feel like Oh, like this was makeshift, mm -hmm. like a makeshift wedding. Like the cars no. we were dealt. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, we we still want it to be done in excellence. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I think I think for us it was several conversations. Um, I think I think it started out as, man, what are we gonna do, right? Um, do we want to postpone the wedding uh, to a later date? You know. Um, we still want to do it at the same at the same venue um and i think we had to learn it's okay not to have the answer the first conversation that you have like it's okay to revisit and continue to to uh flesh this thing out right and so i think the first thing that we figured out is that we want to keep the date right and so we came to that conclusion right and even that conversation was like okay 
Why will we postpone? What else are we waiting for? What if COVID is still around in November? So now what do we wait? Do we wait now till 2021? Right? You know what I'm saying? So we were like, uh, well, we don't want to wait a whole nother year to get married, right? And so um, so then I saw I think a little bit of the unknown was a huge factor, right? Um, so next after we decided no, we still wanted to be July 26, July 26, 2020. It's like, okay, what does this look like, right? Um, will it just all have to be live streamed with just our parents there? Um, by the time July comes, will we, will we be able to have 50 people, 100 people? Um, and constantly looking at the guidelines, too. I think that was another thing, too, for us being in New Jersey. Um, New Jersey has, has the second worst uh, numbers as far as, like, sicknesses and deaths. You know, so New Jersey seemingly was moving slow um and so i think that was tough and so at the end of the day we were we were like okay well one we, we still want to follow guidelines you know and so um just a few days ago july 6th um new jersey is allowing outdoor um graduate high school graduations and so we were like okay well our ceremony will be outdoor and we ain't gonna have as many people as a whole graduation Right. Um, so it was like, OK, well, we'll at least be able to have that piece. But the um, inside gatherings is still down to like only 10. Um, it'll probably be at like 25 by the time it's time for us to get married. So we're like, OK, well, well, maybe we can only just have a reception of 25 people and that's it. And it's just our parents and um, and a few others. And so. We'll have to be okay with that. Um, can we still live stream? Is the DJ still comfortable with um, DJing everything? And so um, figuring those things out. And so I think the biggest thing was for us is um, like, I think, I think the Lord just kind of showed us, you know, what's important and what's really not. Like, like what are you actually holding this high of value and actually needs to come down a little bit, you know, in our hearts. And so, um, so yeah, so that's what those conversations were like. And it's it was having more than one conversation about the same thing. And that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. And not and not like pressuring. Cause I think I think for her it was a little tougher of realizing you need to go to a plan B. You're grieving. Like you're grieving you know? the loss of like an idea that you some of especially the bride, like yeah. you've probably been dreaming of since you were younger. Like yeah. it really was grieving. And like he's ready to have a conversation. I'm like, no, you can't. You there's no way you think about a plan B. Like I'm still here, plan A. So I, it's hard. Like just yeah. reading each other. Like okay, are you ready to talk about this now? We have to talk about this eventually. Like when will you be ready to talk about it? And I think on my end, it, it was more so of being able to um, have patience. You know, not force things on her or force this conversation but slowly walk with her um, until she's ready just to have the conversation and slowly walk through it and not just trying to, you know, rush through and like, all right, well, we're doing this, we're doing that type of, type of thing, but constantly had a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a disconnect that we had as well. Um, and I think even just like in conversations that didn't have to do with COVID or like our wedding, like, um, I'm very much so like, all right, this is how we feeling. What's the solution? Um, versus like, let's sit in like how we're feeling and like mm -hmm. just let that kind of like be. Um, and so, yeah, that 
finding the balance of like expressing grief and being able to sit with it while at the same time like finding ways to move forward mm-hmm. um was i think like just overall like the biggest like challenge that we had in terms of talking to each other about changing plans um because like you said glenn like it, it i feel like it was tough for me but like i it was extremely tough for una when it comes to like just changing the plans like she's had Pinterest boards of like wedding stuff since like we started dating, you know what I'm saying? Like, and like, even though Italy wasn't initially like in the plans, just like the vibe and like the aesthetic and like all that stuff was like beautiful. And like, it's like with that just to to change so fast, um, it's like, it's like you lose a loved one, um, like instantly, like you don't necessarily see it coming, Mm -hmm. um, but they're like, it's changed, they're gone or like something's happened like, and you can't necessarily move forward um, fast from that, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think, I think just overall, like having to come to the realization that like this was not our choice. Like mm-hmm. this is completely out of our control. And in one way, that's like, that's like comforting. And in another way, it was like, this is so unfair. Like this is so unfair that we can't have something like we we deserve to be sharing our love in the way that we had planned and the way that we wanted and I think like continuing to feel that and be okay with like this is unfair but also being like we have to recenter and like refocus our minds about like truly what's important and knowing that if it was up to us we would have it exactly how we want and now we just have to switch gears to make it what it can be now mm-hmm. And I think we're we're blessed because like, I mean, BMAC is still able to officiate, you know, Lex is going to be a, a stage manager of sorts, you know, <laughs> like out here just kind of like doing all the things. Um, you know, we got Charles and Marquise to do the videography. Like, we're excited to still be able to have friends present. Rob is making a playlist. You know, like people are still like there um, and being okay with just like their physical presence not being there, um, but like still being able to to be a part of our our day um, yeah. in some way, shape or form. And if nothing else, I feel like too, thinking about all the different ways that we, like you said, Alicia, like, like have to reimagine what like a wedding looks like. It's kind of exciting to be like, wow, like this is about to be unique. Like people are gonna look back at 2020 weddings and be like, y'all did that. Okay, so I, yeah, I think we had to have a shift and now like we've started to come to peace of and get excited about the changes and like the different things that like other people won't have the opportunity or like might go back to the regular way of doing weddings later on when all of this passes. Um, But ours will really like, I think even stand for something more being like, no, we're not getting rid of this date. We're, we're still gonna make this happen. So. Um, To wrap up, what what are some of the things that have kept y'all grounded during the planning process? Like even from jump, like pre-COVID to to now, like what are some things that have made this smoother or just like less stressful as you kind of like prepare for that that final day? I think looking beyond just the wedding, like realizing that we are in this for a lifetime is the biggest thing to kind of keep our mind on because you will get so focused on executing things and you know your checklist of all the responsibilities and tasks and people that you you know you got to check off your list or whatever but um i think ultimately 
especially these past couple months, we've been focused on like, okay, but how am I going to be a good husband? How am I going to be a good wife? I think that's been our priority as opposed to how are we going to have a nice wedding day? Because at the end of the day, that's literally just the first day of your marriage. So I, I think that's been the focus now. It's like beyond just having a great day, like Lex said, having a, a wedding in excellence is like, what about marriage? And um, what is the things that even in this wedding planning, we're still seeing need developments or we still need improvement in. Um, and I think that's kind of what it's shown us. Uh, Lynn talked about patience, the patience element. Like once I see something, I'm running. And I, I've seen that kind of take over, you know, like at the beginning, I was planning so much of it. And I was like, dang, you know what? Let me slow down and let Lex um, plan the pieces that she wants to plan. Because I, <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, you give me an inch, I'll take a mile. and I, I kind of had to to slow down on that regard. So it, it's shown a lot about, you know, ourselves and our character, um, but also it's like, how do we pivot and um, continue to improve to be better for each other from yeah. it? I feel like for me, I've really just been relying on like different devotionals um, that have really been focusing on faith and just in these times of like uncertainty like it was sometime last week I was like super paranoid I was like oh my gosh like this isn't happening what are we gonna do like it's just it really comes in like waves like one day you're super confident the next day you're like yes yeah, not happening and you go down a rabbit hole um just looking at every bad statistic that's out there um and I've just kept rereading um this one verse that says like um even when I'm afraid like I trust you and I like every time I feel that it's like we we get um i think brides especially we get into this mode of like oh, oh, oh this 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 has to be exactly like this exactly like this like i want every little detail i need you know my pinterest board needs to be executed i need people to remember this day is like the great especially if you're like the first one that like your friends getting married like oh okay like no mistakes <laughs> like um but yeah you just have to literally let like let go and let God because you can't like there is nothing we can control in this situation like we will not know the numbers a few months from now we we can't um like we we, we can't make the cures and vaccines ourselves like there's really nothing we can do but just to sit back and wait and just trust that the day will come um the day will be as you know God intended it to be so it's really just showing um in the season where a lot of people would be very stressed trying to get everything perfect that it's like pump the brakes like this is not going as you but it's not going as you intended but his plans are always greater than our own so i think uh i think on the i think what you said was good as far as learning not or, or just learning you're not in control uh, i think that's the that's just the biggest thing that i've learned um and how not being in control is, a, is really a good thing. Um, you know what I'm saying? It just takes the pressure off of trying to work out all the finite details, which can be so stressful. Um, and you can just kind of just relax because I'm not in control um, and it's not all on us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's actually just really, really uh, freeing in a way. Yeah, I think for me, I had to take a step back and... Um, just look at the blessing of it all. Like they say that the Lord's plans are far greater and better than the plans we could ever imagine. It's like, there's no way, there's no way. But like at the core, and I'm like, this sucks. Like 
all these people got to have their moment and this is what we're left with like the scraps like what it, like people can't even be here this is horrible but it was like yo like what has the lord put before you like a man who loves god first and then loves you like christ loves the church like so many people go through their lives and can't say the same and so i was like this is what the lord has presented you and he's actually giving you more than what you even asked for like when we looked at our wedding list or looked at our vision like the lord is actually like we struggled on numbers we wanted the whole world there but i'm like yo now we can actually through technology invite the world you know like financially like how are we gonna pay for all these people but if we're only paying for a certain amount we're actually saving money like on on the back end and like you were saying brian like how are we preparing for a marriage and not just one day the wedding like we have to constantly like ground ourselves and the only thing that's unchangeable, which is Christ. Like you, like you said, the virus could continue on for years. We can never have a vaccine. So it's like, what keeps you grounded? At the core, we love each other and are deeply committed to honoring the Lord. So that's what's going to keep us. No money, no dance, dancing with my father again. Like no, like no cocktail hour. Like none of that is going to sustain you through a marriage. So um, I think it's just like constantly reminding myself of that and really seeing like, this is a blessing. Like this is a gift and not like a curse, <laughs> you know? That's real. And like I told, I told you, Alicia, and I think I told um, you too, B-Mac, like at the start of the year, um, like I went on like this little fast um, to really try to initially thinking that it was going to be geared towards like trying to get some financial stuff in order and like some stuff that I was planning on doing with like some business stuff. Um, and it's, it's turned into less of a foundation for like those things, but just like more of a foundational year in general, or like really getting down to like what really matters. And I feel like this wedding, um, is kind of like the culmination of all of that mm -hmm. thus far in terms of like being foundational, um, being able to go back to the core of like our relationship and like why we're together, why we're doing this in the first place. Um, and like what we're excited for, um, and like being able to talk to like other people, like I, I don't think it's a coincidence that like we are all going through this at like the same time mm -hmm. and like with people who I like, like very much so like love and respect, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like all these things are building. Um, and while like the virus is trash, like I'm not, I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate or we are very blessed and fortunate to, to be in a situation where like we can still make this happen. Mm -hmm. um, and like, it's, it's a really cool, it's a really cool thing in a very weird way. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that it's taught us a lot about not only just, like, how we communicate with each other. Like, I've learned so many lessons just, like, talking through, like, wedding plans and talking through, like, really getting to the core of, like, what's important to us. Like, having those conversations, we wouldn't have been able to have this early in our life together without something like this and, like, how we choose to, like, celebrate each other and how we choose to show up for each other. And I think that we've we've learned to like meet each other where we're at and like I can be calm when he is you know freaking out about something and and vice versa um which I don't think we've had to like really deal with in the in a similar way before and so I think it's taught us a lot about like how how we show up for each other and like what's what's most important like all of you have been saying I think it really is a blessing that we never would have asked for, but that we like needed. It's kind of like, yo, this is actually before marriage. Like if this is the lesson, like if these are the lessons the Lord needed us to learn before marriage, like what are we preparing to go into? Like, thank God. 
these are the exact lessons like that we needed, which is, I mean, it's exciting. Like, why has the Lord called you together? Like, what are we about to do together that we needed to learn these lessons right now? You know? Yeah. I just wanted to say, like, this forum, just to be able to have other couples who are intent on, like, establishing their covenant is is so important because the conversations that we've had with family members or friends they are so different from the conversation that we've had in this last 30 minutes with each other like it's just so reassuring to be like yeah even though everything is going on everything's out of control we still get married like it's <laughs> and it's it's just so like reaffirming because i i you can say that like you know, you're confident that everything's going to be good and work out for your marriage. But if you don't have, you know, that confirmation, sometimes it, it's, it looks real bleak in your head. So you can have that thought, but that thought just begins to kind of, you know, dwindle and whimper and, and get weaker. But um, I just think it's always important to have that in your corner, you know, people who are like-minded and shooting for something that's, that's similar. So I appreciate y'all putting it together. And we got like a, it's not like a honeymoon, but I mean, not a lot of people get to have like extended um, periods of time with their significant others before the big day. So yeah. like what better opportunity to really discover, like, is this where I want to spend the rest of my life with? Like yeah. I have to be with you 24 seven, like can't escape to my friend's house, can't go on a girl's trip. Like, no, I'm with yeah. you all day, every yeah. day. There's, there's so much good to take out of it, even yeah. though, you know, the world would suggest otherwise. It's so Yeah, because it is hard to, you know, be working and trying to plan a wedding and all these things. Like you just get, your mind gets so busy. So I think even in this time of like quarantine, like that stillness was very much needed and I didn't realize it until we got it I'm like wow I was running on a very unhealthy trail <laughs> yeah. yeah I didn't even think about that like I couldn't imagine like being in work or being in school like we were having to deal with and having this. to deal with all this like yeah. this is actually like outside of the I think it's been wonderful like that we've been able to be together and like just be in the house you know together and figure out not even like just stuff to do, but just like figure out each other just like more. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the planning process, definitely not. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know, half, half the time I was at work, I was doing planning stuff anyway, you know what I'm saying? My <laughs> Google Sheets was going crazy. I don't know, now we know, like if stuff starts popping off later down the line, we just need like a forced quarantine, that's it. That's mm. all we need. Well, we really appreciate y'all. Um, and I mean like outside of the podcast, like we can chop it up again, like, cause I would love to just, see how stuff is going especially as we are i mean we're about to enter into june meaning that we're about a month away folks are about like two months three months away so um i think that this countdown slash just like knowing that our commitment for each other and just like our support for each other is like real um i would love to like talk to y'all again and just Absolutely. check in and stuff yeah we gotta follow up we gotta circle back at the end of summer yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey y'all, be sure to follow us at The Engage Podcast on Instagram and The Engage Pod on Twitter. You can also follow our personal pages at Ayoant, A-Y-Y-O-A-N-T, and at Una Amor, O-O-N-A-M-O-R. These episodes are produced by Anthony and myself. Our theme song is by Anthony. Like, comment, share, and thank you for listening.